Hi, this is Sukrat from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 10th of October. Today, the International Monetary Fund marginally raised India's GDP projection by 0.2% to 6.3%. However, it is still lower than the Reserve Bank of India's latest estimate of 6.5%. In July, the IMF had forecast India's growth rate at 6.1% for the current fiscal year. Today, the IMF's World Economic Outlook said, and I quote, Growth in India is projected to remain strong at 6.3% in both 2023 and 2024, with an upward revision of 0.2 percentage point for 2023, reflecting stronger-than-expected consumption during April to June, unquote. The World Economic Outlook also noted that these figures are consistent with the Reserve Bank of India's inflation targets. On the trade of petroleum goods, the IMF observed, and I quote, While India's oil exports, which are mostly petroleum products, are small relative to its oil imports, which are mostly crude oil, India increased its oil exports to the European Union substantially, unquote. Meanwhile, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, also increased its estimate of India's GDP growth rate in the current fiscal year. It increased India's projected growth rate to 6.3%, up from 6% in the previous estimates. Today, security forces killed two militants linked to Lashkar-e-Taiba in the Shopian district of Jammu and Kashmir. The encounter took place during an anti-militancy operation by the security forces in the Alshipora area. The Kashmir Zone Police posted on X, formerly Twitter, about the two encounters. The tweet also said that search was going on. The terrorists were identified by the police as Morifat Mukbul and Jazim Farooq, also known as Abrar. Kashmir ADGP said on X that the two slain terrorists belonged to Lashkar-e-Taiba and were involved in the killing of Sanjay Sharma. Sharma was gunned down by militants in the Achan area of South Kashmir in an alleged targeted killing in February this year. Today, the Enforcement Directorate conducted searches at three properties related to Ahmadmi Party MLA Amanatullah Khan, PTI reported. The searches were in connection with allegations of illegal appointments and misappropriation of funds of the Delhi Waqf Board. The ED took cognizance of the FIRs against the AAP leader by the Delhi Anti-Corruption Bureau and the Central Bureau of Investigation. As per the Indian Express, complainant Hafiz Irshad Qureshi has alleged that the Waqf Board had recruited 33 people without following rules and regulations. The complaint also said that some of the people appointed by the board were closely related to Khan. Following the allegations, the anti-corruption branch had launched a probe and arrested Amanatullah Khan on the 16th of September. The agency also cited a diary that said that Khan had received Rs 4 crore for the appointments to the Waqf board. The AAP MLA was granted bail in the case on the 28th of September. Meanwhile, in Tamil Nadu, the ED took possession of 15 immovable properties related to former Union Telecom Minister and DMK MP A. Raja. Listeners, a journalist in Madhya Pradesh has been jailed after 11 FIRs were filed against him in just four days. All of this was over an article about a BJP leader he didn't even name. My colleague Avdesh Kumar did a deep dive into the matter, interviewing the reporter's family and scrutinizing the FIRs against him. You can read a story titled, 11 FIRs in 4 days, MP journalists targeted for a report on BJP minister. We're able to bring you reports and analysis like this only because we're an independent news organization. We don't rely on ads, just you, our subscribers. And if you aren't one already, head on to newslaundry.com slash subscribe and choose a subscription plan of your choice. 
The Supreme Court today listed a new date for its final hearing of pleas challenging the validity of the electoral bond scheme, the PTI reported. Electoral bonds introduced by the BJP in January 2018 are monetary instruments that any Indian citizen or corporation can purchase from a bank towards a political party. The party can then use these funds for its operations. Representing the petitioner, advocate Prashant Bhushan said that anonymous funding of political parties violated the citizens' right to information. During the hearing, he urged the court to take up the matter soon since the bonds will be issued before the upcoming assembly elections in five states. The Association for Democratic Reforms had first challenged the electoral bond scheme in the Supreme Court in 2017. However, the case has remained pending ever since. In March, the SC had said that it would consider petitions against electoral bonds if they are referred to the Constitution bench. In the conflict between Israeli military forces and Hamas militants, So far 900 Israelis and 770 Palestinians have died Al Jazeera reported Hospitals are overwhelmed as Israeli forces have continued to bombard the Gaza strip According to ground reports Israel is evacuating its civilians living around the border fence with Gaza Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu today proposed an expansion of his government A Reuters report said some center left parties in the country's opposition have offered to join the Netanyahu government Meanwhile, Miriana Spoliarik, president of the International Committee of the Red Cross, warned that the region was heading towards a humanitarian disaster. She said, and I quote, "We urge the parties to respect their obligations under international humanitarian law and take every possible step to protect civilians." Unquote. Israel had cut off the supply of electricity, food, and fuel to the Gaza Strip as a retaliation to Hamas's attack. However, the United Nations condemned this approach, saying it is prohibited under international humanitarian law. The UN High Commissioner for Human Rights said, and I quote, "Israel's action risks seriously compounding the already dire human rights and humanitarian situation in Gaza, including the capacity of medical facilities to operate, especially in light of increasing numbers of injured." Unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/slash-subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.